WEPM and WCST or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Wednesday, the 23rd. You're tuned into Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchwell building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. How are you, Jordan? Good. How are you? I'm good. Well, happy birthday, by the way. Thanks for holding down the fort. Absolutely. <laughs> and as is tradition for anybody that's on Panhandle Live and it's a birthday. Wait, why isn't this playing? Oh, well, I can't hear it. What well, was a happy birthday song? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. It's the Chickmunk Ets. What are they? Happy birthday to you. Oh, very sweet. It's a little funky there in there. A little bit. A little remix. Mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday, Marsha. Thank you. I'm glad you're spending it at work. <laughs> As every adult wishes when they're a kid to spend their birthday at work. But uh, we'll get to talk about your day yesterday. Well, Thank it you. sounded like you had a very adult day yesterday. So. It was, you know, productive, but nice. So right. sometimes as an adult, you just want to have time to do the things you want to do and get done. <laughs> right. Your to-do list. So mm-hmm. that was very satisfying. And we will talk about that because because of the mulch. Oh, so, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Well, we do have our first guest in studio. That's right. Um, you may have heard of him. He's Luke Wiggs. And uh, when I was enjoying my my birthday day off a day early, uh, he was dispatched to a really interesting event over in Jefferson County. So uh, take it away. Sure. It was uh, it was cool to be there just uh, up the hill from the banks of the Shenandoah at Moulton Park, which people may be familiar with. About a three-acre park there on the water uh, that had been donated from the Moulton family in the 70s that people have been enjoying for a while. But uh, they upped their donation. 82 acres of their family farm that Moulton's had lived on for four generations have been given up uh, to basically Jefferson County Parks and Rec. It's going to be developed. Walking trails are going to be put in there, all kinds of cool stuff. So they had a dedication ceremony there. Jefferson County Parks and Rec was there. The Shenandoah Conservatory as well, trying to keep the waterways clean. You know, people from Senator Manchin and, and Senator Capito's office were in attendance reading some statements from the senators and uh, an opportunity to have more green space. Well, speaking of the waterways, Joel Dunn of the Chesapeake Conservatory said the park will be a great way for the public to experience the Eastern Panhandle's waterways. If people can't see for themselves the beauty of a place like this, if they don't have the opportunity to canoe and kayak and fish and and fall in love with the Chesapeake Bay and its major rivers like the Shenandoah, then they're not going to care about it like you guys do. They're not going to fight for it. They're not going to devote their money to it. Heck, they're not going to commit their careers to it. Man, getting people fired up at the uh, town hall meeting there. But I think he's right. I mean, we're the people that 
or in it, around mm-hmm. it, with it, day in and day out. So, yeah, and I think that will, will be, or does sound like a pretty cool way to experience our natural wonders at Eastern Panhandle. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be an opportunity for people to walk around for good health. Like you said, 85 acres, there's a lot you can do with that. And there was a lot of thanks given to the Moulton family that give up that much property about what that space is going to be turned into, open potentially as early as 2024, spring of 2024, open to the public completely, excuse me, with some river access. It looks like it's going to be quite the place to, to spend an afternoon, you know, get away from it all. It, what's cool about some of the areas in the eastern panhandle is despite being as close as we are, you know, to Martinsburg and Hagerstown and even Baltimore and Washington, D.C., there are still areas tucked away that feel completely secluded and give you the opportunity to just, just spend some time in nature and kind of reset. And this area is certainly going to be one of those places. Well, another one of the people that were that was there speaking was Dr. Brent Bailey, executive director of the West Virginia Land Trust. And he was talking about how important the those green spaces are in the state of West Virginia. When people spend time outdoors in green environments, walking quietly in areas where there are trees, kids have fewer learning disabilities, blood pressure is reduced, anxiety and depression can be resolved. Veterans groups are being encouraged to spend time in the outdoors. Physicians are writing nature prescriptions for people to go and spend time in nature preserves. And these kinds of uh, recreational places are expanding throughout West Virginia as the state tries to capitalize on its natural resources. You know, of all the craziness that came out of uh, the pandemic, I think that's the big thing is people understanding, I guess, realizing how important it is to have those places to go outside and walk around, have, you know, walk on grass and things like that. And uh, it's nice that, you know, state of West Virginia, especially the Eastern Panhandle, is uh, really highlighting those. Yeah. And I remember during the pandemic, I spent more time on the rail trail in Morgantown up in Cooper's Rock as well as some of their trails. You know, when you didn't have the opportunity to go out and be amongst people, you could go to nature instead. You know, a little Henry David Thoreau, as people say, I went to the woods to live deliberately. (laughs) I, uh, you know, spend some time out there and uh, I know that that's going to be a a gem once it's finished and uh, the public can enjoy it. What do you think about it, Marcia? I mean, you live pretty close down that way. Awesome. I, you know, if you can put in your your kayak Mm -hmm. there, that's people need that. They need that public access um, because that's just diminishing. Right. And uh, if you've ever gotten to spend time. And I, I know this sounds like a weird comment to make, but if you've ever, if you've never gotten to spend time like by the water, mm-hmm. just sitting yeah. there, whether you're fishing or kayaking or whatever, you really don't understand the calming influence it right. can have. Absolutely, no, I agree, and that's what makes I think this area such a special place because we got uh, Shenandoah to the south, you got the Potomac to the north, you got you know o- the Opecan that runs through. That's a pretty big creek, mm-hmm. you know, all things considered. You got Back Creek, that's also pretty big uh, creek that runs into the Potomac. So. Yeah, that's what uh, makes it cool around here. We got all those water availabilities. Yeah. And just preserving all of it as well. You know, he talked about from the Chesapeake Conservatory about wanting to preserve, you know, shoreline from the Shenandoah and and all its tributaries and the rivers that feed into it, Um, you know, to preserve the fish, to preserve the animals around it, to preserve the ecosystem, to keep it from being polluted. All of that is is what's going to be gained from having more access to the shoreline of the river by the donation of the Moulton family. Uh, It's just an opportunity to keep things preserved and, and keep things clean. You know, the Moulton family, when they gave up this land, they sold it for a bargain price to make sure that it could go to Jefferson County Parks and Recs and be used and be developed. They wanted it to be used for the public. They wanted it to be used for education, and they wanted it to be used for preservation. We'll play one more clip uh, here. It's a little bit of a longer one, but it's Tony Milburn of Jefferson County Parks and Recreation. He was talking about exactly what she, all she these, was. or I'm sorry, she was talking about exactly what uh, these 82 acres are going to be used for. In 1979, the Moulton family of Jefferson. 
when people spend time outdoors in green environments, when people spend... This was my childhood home, where I first spent time outdoors in nature. Discovery... Hang on. Who's our producer today, Marcia? <laughs> it has long been a desire for our parks department to secure additional land bordering the rivers that provides such recreational opportunity in our county. We hope to have the park open to the public the beginning of 2024 or into spring of 2024, we're hoping, where this historic farm property will be developed into a park that will provide hiking trails, camping facilities, this golf course, and will also just be a beautiful place for people to come and enjoy the outdoors. And that was Tony Milburn of Jefferson County Parks and Rec talking about uh, what the 82-acre park will be used for exactly. And, you know, I love it. I love all the, the different uses for the outdoor spaces around here, especially disc golf and different things like that. There's different ways to get people out, get people active uh, and experiencing the outdoors around here. I'm all for it. You know, that family could have probably sold that property for millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but hats off to them that they invested in the community's future um it's just amazing absolutely absolutely yeah 100 percent. you know brucey moulton spoke there as well as a couple of other members of the moulton family talked about the first donation in the 70s and then doubling down with uh 82 more acres to bring it up to 85 total um you know their point of educating the community preserving land for the community giving everybody that green space it's going to be a ton of fun when it gets developed to spend some time over there and they certainly need to be commended for the uh, for what they've been able to do and, and and give this large portion of one of west virginia's most beautiful counties and areas back to the people well unfortunately we gotta begin to our first break but luke thanks for stopping by thanks, thanks for, for going me. out there covering it and uh don't forget coming up this weekend it is the West Virginia greatest West Virginia's greatest air show happening right here uh, around Berkeley County and of course not just traffic in the air you're going to have traffic on the ground too so we'll be talking about the traffic patterns and different things like that coming up after this on WPM and WCST the Panhandle News Network Welcome back to Panhandle Live Here are your hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik, and it's a big weekend, Marsha, especially in the skies above the eastern Panhandle, because it's West Virginia's greatest air show happening August 26th and 27th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and flying into the studio. <laughs> I like the way right, you intro Thank him. you. Right at the end of the commercial break. Nick Deal, how you doing, man? Great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Doing all right. So you guys ready for the big weekend? We're getting there. We will be. So tell well, us I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, so uh, remind everybody what uh, what West Virginia's Greatest Air Show, what it's all about. Well, it's uh, this is actually the first show that we've had at the uh, at the airport in, gosh, in like 11 years. And uh, this is the first show we've had on the civilian side of the field since 2008. And so we're very excited to, to, uh, to have this event at, at our airport. We've got, um, this is the uh, 100th birthday of the airport so it's a centennial celebration of shepherd field and we're very excited about that too 
Um, there's a lot to do to get ready, and we're, we've been in the midst of that for the past several weeks. And it's going to be a it's going to be a beautiful weekend. It's going to be very exciting. Fo- the gates open at 9:30. Folks can come in and look at all kinds of static display aircraft, everything from uh, from a, a V-22. Um, Osprey to a an, an H fifty three helicopter uh, to C, our C seventeen from the one sixty seventh, which everybody likes to likes to check out. And mm-hmm. We even have a C one thirty from Charleston coming in. Uh, flying starts at about eleven. The, the show starts both days at about eleven forty five, and um, we will be flying from eleven forty five until about four. Um, so, each day. So when you say the civilian side, I got friends that live off Paints Ford Road and different things like that. So is that the way that the planes will be taken off and coming back? I mean, is that kind of the air? Well, I mean, are you kind of going to be able to see this everywhere? Um, you'll be able to see it probably. You probably from Paines Ford Road, you'll be able to see a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, obviously, the best view is from the field. Of course. Um, of course. But the uh, you should be able to see it from certain places. Now, there are areas that are what we call in the show box, and uh, we'll have those areas completely uh, blocked off. People will not be permitted to go into those into mm. into the box. And, and the reason they do that is, is the show box is a box that's created uh, to protect the audience. If, you know, God forbid something does happen, uh, it, it'll happen inside that show box. And so we keep that pristine at all times. And so uh, folks that are on Paines Ford Road won't be affected. But mm-hmm. if you try to come down Kelly Island Road, uh, you won't be able to, to get down there. So the folks that kind of live around the uh, airport or airfield, they might see them flying. They won't necessarily be seeing them doing tricks and everything because that'll be it, reserved for exactly. Right. The cool thing about being at the air show, though, is that um, you'll get more information about what you're seeing. Right. Exactly. Uh, will you guys have an MC there talking about what, what, what we, we'll be seeing? Yes, we have an air show announcer, and he will be telling you about every single thing that's flying. He'll tell you the history of it, what it's mm-hmm. going to do, and what kind of what kind of performance it's doing along the way. And we've got a great lineup of, of performers. We even have, uh, at the beginning of each show, we have a C-5 coming in from, uh, the, you know, it's what we used to fly here. Mm-hmm, the ones that make uh, a lot of noise. Yeah, and are massive. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest aircraft in the U.S. military. And uh, then right behind them, we'll have a C-17. And then uh, we do have a, a special attraction on Saturday. We have a, a C-130 gunship coming in, which Ooh. we we haven't really announced. And so it's it's going to be pretty exciting because there's only a few of those. And wow. it's very exciting to see that. And the, uh, the show will continue on. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll have acts back to back, and we wrap things up with a uh, with the F twenty two Raptor flying alongside a P fifty one that was built right here in West Virginia. Wow! And it's very very exciting stuff. So cool. So people who love air shows um, want to know kind of what the vintage like you know from what conflicts or what years we're going to see, and also. Um, some of the, the rarity of what mm-hmm. we're going to see, because um, you know, some of these aircraft that flew in, in the World Wars, uh, very, very uncommon now. That's exactly right. We have uh, one of the, uh, there's a couple, that one of the most unique ones is the, of course, we have we have a Stinson there, which is, which is a, I think it's a 1940-something Ooh. aircraft. I should know that, actually. It is owned by our historian, Bart Rogers, and uh, the, uh, the Stinson had, uh, it w- was a, was an aircraft that uh, was used to hunt subs and, and hunt other things along the coasts back, mm. back in the day. And uh, it, it, so it's, we're very excited to have that out. And we will have a uh, B-25 Panchito. Uh, and that's a, that's a very rare aircraft. And the one we have is from the Delaware Museum, Aviation Museum, and it's beautiful. So we're, we're excited to see that as well. Um, the, uh, 
you know, some of the other uh, aircraft that be out there on static display. We have some Stearman out there. Uh, we have uh, several other experimental aircraft. Um, we have we have Black Hawk West Virginia uh, National Guards has a Black Hawk that'll be out there. Wow! And uh, so, so, so what's we'll, the process of getting these planes here? Do, is there do you just call people up? Do you look online and just see who's got the planes and see if they're down to fly them? Well, we start every year by going to the uh, when we do these air shows. We we start by going to the International Council of Air Shows. Hmm and um, their their conference and a lot of those acts actually are there mm-hmm. and so we talk to those folks make sure that they're going to be available for our weekend and then we book them from there some of them some of these old vintage aircraft uh, we have to call around we have to hey have you seen one of these or have you seen one of those and we, we start calling around and asking folks if they know where one is and uh, then we find like we've got a, a couple of old t6s and then uh, that are flying in the show and they're really excited now what are those from so a t6 i is from World War II. Um, it's a it's a really neat aircraft. They're kind of loud and they're exciting to watch fly. But uh, it, it's um, there's not a lot of them flying. And the one that we have that actually just came in last night. So if anybody heard a jet flying around last night and looked up, I and did hear a jet flying around last night. That was a uh, that was a vampire jet. Ooh, and flying in at night, <laughs> so appropriate. Vampire jet, I gotta yeah. look that up. Vampire jet was the. Uh, oh, that thing looks cool oh, too. Oh yeah, it's very cool. I got a picture. Yeah, it's of got it. kind of a split. It looks like uh, they just kind of attached a uh, tail wing to the no. back of a jet. Well, I know. they do a little wiggle so the audience could see that art oh, yeah. on the wings. They'll That's actually really cool. be they'll they'll be flying by doing it, you know, basically on on edge. Mm. So you'll be so able to cool. see the whole thing. That's so insane. I have to ask because um, going to air shows, of course, you're looking up in the sky and you're seeing the attractions that are up there. But as you mentioned, the static displays, some of the folks that fly in have lovingly uh, taken care of these craft, have, have uh, rehabbed them, brought them back from rust. Will there be folks standing beside some of these aircraft on static display to kind of let you know yep. the process and history? Yes, there will. As a matter of fact, uh, some of the folks uh, that are there actually – uh, actually um, either built or um, uh, or uh, uh, fixed up these aircraft when they bought them and can tell you all about the process and how to find how they found parts and how sometimes it's you know you're paying a small fortune for a part that 50 years ago used to cost ten dollars and now we're back in the war they put together with gum and uh, it, paper clip. exactly a little duct tape mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so. just it's just tremendous because you know part of our history as as a country has to do with our ability to fight wars in the air right. and all the heroism that happened in these, in these past conflicts. And just to see that range on display is amazing. It, it, it really is. And to think that, that the field actually came into existence like 20 years after the Wright brothers flew their first flight, which is crazy when you think about it. And, uh, and we have had a military presence there since 1955, I think. Mm. And um, it, it's just to appreciate how critical our airfield has been to national security is, is pretty awe-inspiring when you think about just the location and what's come in and out of there. Has Shepherd Field always been at that spot? Yes. Shepherd Field has been there for 100 years. And before that, it was owned by the Shepherds. That's why it's called Shepherd Field. And they had a farm there. Hmm. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, I don't want to steal one of our historians' lines, but... Um, the, uh, the a couple of the families that lived on that farm there, um, one of them was knew George Washington and George Washington act. There's documentation of George Washington coming to that property 
uh, many, many years ago. George wow. Washington and, flew here. Not really, right. but. <laughs> yeah. And as Bart says. Bought a connector. Exactly. Yeah. As, as Bart says, he, uh, George Washington came out, uh, surveyed the property, still in the little knoll there where now we have a, uh, we, we have a, uh, our, um, our terminal and he said you know this would be a great place for an airport <laughs> <laughs> the visionary that's right. that was our that's first right. president that's right yeah we're mm-hmm. speaking with executive yeah. director of the eastern west virginia regional airport nick deal talking about west virginia's greatest air, sh- air air show coming up this weekend august 26th 27th 10 a.m to 5 at p.m gates open at 9 30 uh, before we let you go let people know where they can go to find out all the information tickets or tickets still available yep, things like that. tickets are still available uh, two things very quickly mm-hmm. we desperately need a few more volunteers we actually pay our volunteers and so anybody that's interested uh they can uh they can get on our website and uh, you'll see an info thing you can send a note there um, or you can send an email to jperez at flymrb.com and we'll get all the information that you need and uh, in order to get tickets you can go to wvairshow.com or you can buy tickets on site awesome well nick thanks for stopping by i'm excited to see all the uh all the traffic up in the air and then here a little bit later on in the show towards the end we'll talk about some of the traffic updates and different things that are going to be happening around the area because of west virginia's greatest air show that's coming up this weekend august 26th 27th out at shepherd field at the west virginia regional airport nick thanks for stopping by thanks for having me absolutely we'll be back after this on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of our conversation with Nick Deal from the Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport about the air show coming up this weekend, you can listen back to that a little bit later on uh, today over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And coming up here in a little bit, we'll uh, give you all the info revolving around the traffic and different things that's going to be happening uh, around the airport this weekend. But this week, it's a big week, Marsha, especially in West Virginia, because... School is back in session, and joining us on the line is new Jefferson County Schools Superintendent Chuck Bishop. Sir, good morning. Good morning. So, how you doing? Have you how how'd you handle the first day? Oh, uh, thirty-two years uh, in public education. It was a uh, uh, another first day. I, I love the first day of school. A lot of excitement. Uh, the only uh, change for me was it was in a different location this year. Mm, so, did you get to go around to any of the schools, like especially the elementary schools? Uh, I did. I've actually, uh, within the uh, the first two days, I've already visited eight schools. I had uh, six on the first day and then two yesterday, Uh, but uh, many of those were elementary schools, and uh, uh, teachers are really happy to see the kids. The kids seem to be happy to be back in the building, and and, uh, I know they'll benefit from a a great year of uh, classroom experiences and, and just the routine. So now, you came most recently from Clark County, Virginia, right? That's correct. So, um... How's it been settling into a new district, and uh, what are some things that have been positive as far as differences go? And uh, what are you? What are your goals for the year? Well, the the change has gone really well. I mean, I've had the opportunity uh, during my career to. Uh, this is the fourth school division that I've had the pleasure of serving as a superintendent, and uh, so I've been through this change before, uh, not to a different state. Um, uh, you know, teaching and learning is the same, uh, regardless of uh, they cross the state lines. It doesn't it doesn't stop at at a border. Um, 
but it's it's gone well. We have a great staff here. They've been very patient with me. I ask a lot of questions uh, about a variety of things. And uh, uh, the big thing, the big difference here in West Virginia is uh, personnel law is certainly different. And then uh, just the amount of legislation that affects uh, public education. Uh, those are the two big things that I've seen uh, in the first six weeks. Uh, so but it, it's gone great. So our guest this morning is New Jefferson County Schools Superintendent Dr. William Chuck Bishop. And, uh, you know, you probably paid attention to the fact that uh, the summative assessments for West Virginia schools uh, largely showed that uh, students in, in those elementary school grades are struggling in math and reading. Um, some of the uh, scores have gone up a little bit post-pandemic. Of course, we, you know, everyone kind of had a learning drain uh, during those periods of time. So how do you, as a superintendent of an Eastern Panhandle uh, school system, uh, plan to uh, use your resources there to attack that? Well, we have a great staff, and, and it starts in the classroom with the teacher, um, teachers this year have gone through, or this uh, prior to the school year starting, have gone through several professional development opportunities uh, uh, with the new reading initiative in uh, in West Virginia, um, um, the Third Grade Literacy Act. We we understand uh, the challenge there. Um, you know, I said when the pandemic happened that this is a five-year fix uh, with the amount of uh, learning loss that occurred. So, uh, focus on instruction, uh, equip our teachers to do. Um, um, the work in the classroom every day with both resources and um, um, personnel resources as well as uh, other resources and, um, you know, just continue to uh, stay the course. Um, kids to come to us at a variety of different stages on the reading or math continuum and uh, some consistency in programming, consistency in classroom instruction um, all makes a difference. So, uh, you know, we follow the Jefferson County School Board meetings uh, here on the Panhandle News Network, and uh, some of the issues that come back come up aren't aren't pretty. You know, uh, there's discussion about uh, students experiencing bullying and uh, sometimes discrimination, uh, allegedly. And I know the school board has been working towards implementing systems. Uh, systems are kind of broad. How does your administration plan to, um, you know, to be there for students and parents and teachers uh, who might have those kinds of complaints? Yeah, it starts with the, the culture and the climate uh, and what the expectations are uh, that every student uh, can come to school every day in an in a environment that's free of bullying, harassment, intimidation, hate speech, uh, all of those things. We want all of our uh, students to have a, um, uh, a great environment to learn in. Um, you know, I've had some folks that were in a letter that I sent out to, st to uh, parents over the weekend had some uh, feedback that was a little bit critical because I spoke about, um, you know, the focus on creating an environment uh, that's conducive to learning. And um, some folks took me to task on that. Uh, but I stand by what I've always believed, that uh, education uh, is a relationship business, that relationship between the teachers, the relationship between teachers and students and students and students. It matters, uh, and um, creating an environment that is uh, that supports learning, where students feel comfortable and accepted for who they are, uh, truly makes a difference. And speaking with Jefferson County Schools Superintendent Chuck Bishop, new Superintendent of Jefferson County Schools, <laughs> Chuck Bishop, and this will be your first uh, sports season season in Jefferson County, and you got 
Pretty good basketball, football, baseball over at Jefferson High. The sports over at Washington High are certainly uh, on the come up and looking like they have a uh, bright, very near bright future. So are you planning on getting out to any football games, volleyball games? Are you excited for sports season? Uh, I'm, I'm a former coach in my earlier days in, in my career. So, yes, uh, <laughs> I will be attending many sporting events throughout the course of the year, uh, as well as our, our really um, talented uh, choral music and band students and other programs that uh, give students an outlet for sharing their talents. So um, I'll be out and about. Absolutely. Well, again, speaking with Jefferson County School Superintendent, Dr. William Chuck Bishop, thank you for joining us on Panhandle Live today, and good luck this school year. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And that's new Jefferson County School Superintendent Chuck Bishop joining us on the line. If you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But if you head over to our Panhandle Live page, uh, I've been sharing and reposting some uh, different pictures and videos really from Jefferson County uh, schools on their Facebook page. And it looks like a bunch of smiling, happy faces all around. Here's one here. uh, It just popped up. uh, Jefferson County Schools Transportation Department handing out uh, backpacks and different things like that. Very oh, they had cool. a stuff a bus, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. event over there. So, and it looks like they are also still looking, and I think Berkeley County is the same way, uh, looking for school bus operators for the school system. So, uh, if you are so inclined or sounds interesting to you, you can go to the school systems websites and probably find information that way. Very cool. I think it'd be cool to be a school bus driver. You'd be good at it. Yeah, I. They'd have to put like blocks or something on the <laughs> pedals for me. Maybe not so much. Yeah. Can you imagine? They'd be like, there. That's one of those driverless. Bu- oh no, she's just small. Is that a Tesla bus. A Tesla bus. <laughs> no, I think it would be fun. I think it'd be fun. Uh, maybe not so much out Back Creek Way. Got to be a special kind of bus driver to be. Especially if there's that any way. precipitation. That's what I'm saying. On the road. But it does look fun, and of course, like I said, Jefferson County Schools, and I believe Berkeley County Schools are uh, both looking for, and I'm I'm sure all counties really are looking for school bus drivers so uh, if it sounds like something interesting to you you might know somebody that uh, would be interested in that go to the school systems websites uh, and i'm sure there's plenty of places that you can go to get in contact with people over there absolutely yep and uh nick deal mentioned uh during his interview they need volunteers for this weekend like dozens of volunteers paid so yeah paid plus you get a chance to be at the air show yeah how cool is that i'm excited for that air show me too. You're going to try and get out to it? Uh, yes, it's part of my birthday. <laughs> oh, My list yeah. of demands. Can we call it a list of demands? List of demands. My husband just said, you get to do whatever you want. It's your birthday week. So birthday week. I'm taking like two weekends worth of birthday options. Well, send in your happy birthdays to Marsha over on our text page, 304-263-4321. We had a text here saying happy birthday, Marsha. So uh, very nice. Very uh, nice. I got one from Mike, our former news director. And he said, also tell Jordan that happy birthday tune will be stuck in my head all day. <laughs> Gotta love the chipmunks, man. The chipmunkettes. You the... can't beat the chipmunkettes. And it was a little <laughs> remix thing, too. Well, they modernized them. You least, know. Hey, I could have played the Smith song, uh, I'd like to wish you an unhappy birthday. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. That would that would really <laughs> color the rest of the know. day. day. The day is young. The day is young. <laughs> But you can get in touch with us, 304-263-4321. You can uh, message us on Facebook. Just search at Panhandle Live. We'll step aside a little bit early here. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get a news recap. We'll talk about the traffic situation, the different traffic patterns and things around uh, the airport and around town, uh, revolving around the air show coming up this weekend. Uh, and we'll start to wrap things up here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live.
with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is the birthday girl, Marsha Kavalik. You can text us, 304-263-4321. You can tweet us, well, you can tweet us at EP Sports Network anytime you want. You can also send us a message on Facebook at Panhandle Live. And you can also head over to our website, panhandlenewsnetwork.com, to stay up to date on all your news across the state and, of course, across the Panhandle of Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia. And one of the big stories that's up there right now is, of course, your traffic advisories around the area, around Martinsburg, and specifically around the airport for this weekend's upcoming air show. And, Marsha, there are, uh, there's a bunch, of, a bunch of different detours and stuff going on. So there's, there's a whole graphic that they've released from the uh, emergency services here in the county about where they want to alter traffic to be. And the article there uh, kind of explains the, the verbiage behind it, but there's also that, that graphic. And um, I'm going to be honest, I, I would say it's just because my eyes are a little bit older, but um, it's, I, you know, it's a little confusing to me. All right. I'm going to try and do it for us. All right. So uh, it, the roads will be closed. So Winchester Avenue will be closed southbound heading towards uh, Novak Drive, towards Business Park Drive, that intersection there with uh, with Winchester Avenue. It will be closed from uh, Stewart Drive down to the four-way. All right. Okay. And then northbound uh, Route 11 will be closed towards uh, from Blossom Drive to the crossroads there with Novak Drive and Business Park. Now, you will be able to get to... 81 from Business Park, Table Station Road, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so that will be open both ways, but you will not be able to turn left to go into um, the airport or turn right to go south on uh, Winchester Avenue. And then if you cross that way, going towards Novak Drive, Airport Road, things like that, uh, that will also be closed eastbound. So my advice is read up, read that article, look at the graphic, but also when you approach the airport this weekend or if you're just passing through, mm-hmm. God help you. Um, and you're just like going from point A to point B. Look for the direction. I'm sure the the deputy uh, reserve will be out mm-hmm. there and some of the probably some of the air guard folks will sure. be out there directing traffic. And um, just just be patient and uh, and don't yell at people. Yeah. And if you're planning on going out there and you live, you know, here in Martinsburg, here in Berkeley County and you got a little time on your hands, might not be a bad idea to just go drive out that way and see, you know, after mm-hmm. reading the article, see what's uh what it's all looking like. Scope it out. Right. See what it's all looking like out there. But uh, I'm so excited. I know. It's, it's going to be, so be pretty fun. cool. West Virginia's greatest air show. That vampire jet that I yeah. definitely heard flying around last night. It all looks so looked cool. looked really cool. Yeah. Mm, like, and I, just driving around when the uh, the big airlift wing. Mm, the C-17. Yeah, the C-17's flying around. It's so weird to see that thing flying in the sky. You know? Makes you feel so small. Yeah. I, so it, small. That was out flying last night. Yeah, it was and yesterday. It was out flying all day. Yeah, yeah, I could see part of the moon. I don't know if, oh, what the moon is. Oh, you imagine seeing in. the vampire jet flying across the, the moon last Some night? Some photographers probably like. Oh, my God, that. That's Somebody awesome. Got that out there. But I'm, I love air shows. Love, 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 love them. And um, it's going to be so much fun. That is coming to mind. I'm trying to think. I'm sure. I know I went to air shows, or at least a air show when I was a kid. I know my parents mm-hmm. would have taken me to as many as they could. But as an adult, I don't know if I've been 
I mean, I've been to like games where mm-hmm. there's flyovers. Right. And when I was living in Baltimore, I've told you, uh, they did a, uh, the Blue Angels did a thing there. I think it was during the 4th of July. And, you know, just driving on the Beltway and things, the Blue Angels are flying overhead. So I guess that mm-hmm. kind of counts. But, but I've never rem- been to something like this. Remember, when Nick was on, he said it's been about 10 years since right. they've had the air show in, in Martinsburg. Prior to that, they always had a big air show in Frederick. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. people could go up yeah. there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those, I mean, think that's that's 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That, so this is your first opportunity in, in a decade to get really close to an air show here. We went to um, to Reading um, last year in June because they have a big World War II weekend, and that's an air show too. But, you know, that's a few hours drive. Right, and this is right here in everybody's backyard. And it's so cool because, um, you know, part of our history in the region is making those planes that, you know, won the war. Uh, so it's just really exciting to see some of those, um, you know, they're fewer and fewer and fewer. All it takes is one, you know, bad accident or uh, a part as he yeah. mentioned falling yeah. off that you can't really manufacture anymore and uh and we don't get to see those anymore that's right so it's been a big couple of weekends here across panhandle had uh tomato fest and whatnot last weekend <laughs> and uh by the way i i have promised an update and i i've been in communication with the master gardeners and they have assured me that when they uh when they know the winner the winners when they have the winners of the tomato tasting that uh that they'll let us know so. There you go. But, uh, yeah, Tomato test, uh, tomato Fest last weekend. You got the air show and high school football starting up this weekend. You got Shepherd College football starting up next weekend. It's all That's starting up. That's crazy. I know it. I know so, it. So you just basically won't have a Saturday nope. for several more weeks. Nope. Uh, last weekend was my last kind of weekend to do whatever I wanted. And did you do whatever you wanted? Yep, which was a whole lot of nothing. Oh, your mom took you guys, you guys all went to brunch. Right. Like, as she, your mom's very smart. Yep, yeah. Like, this might be our last chance yep. to... Sisters get back into the school cycle. Brother-in-law, same way. Mom, same way. Get back into all the school stuff. So, mm. yep, yep. The summer, for a lot of us, is over. Oh, and this weekend, my nephew's got his first football game. Are you going to get to see it? Oh, yeah. This will be like the only one I can get to. Will be uh, this weekend um, up in Spring Wells. It's so cool. They play. He's, he's like in the little Cardinals or whatever. The, and they, the little Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, is that what they're Cardinals? called? I think so. That's at least what I'm calling him. Um, but they get to play on Spring Mills' big field, like the high school field, which I think is pretty cool. That is very You know, cool. instead of just playing on like some side field or you know whatever, they got to see they get to play there. When they were planning that whole campus out years ago, and they were talking about the fact that it would be kind of a um, you know, primary up through high school. I think that's kind of part of the vision that a kid who grows up in that neighborhood, it's their, their mm-hmm. neighborhood campus. And that's a great example of it that, you know, he's, he's still little, but he gets to play where the big kids play, Yep, which is really, really cool. Yep. Yeah. Scrimmage uh, on Monday. That was a pretty good scrimmage. Everybody getting all fired up. Parents getting all fired up. You know how it goes when we get into uh Are you a yeller? I mean, you're season. not a parent, but uh, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, if you ask my family, they'd say, yes, I am a yeller, like a motivational yeller. I'm not like, <laughs> what? no, there's that's... very different things. I'm not a yeller like, hey, you're like, motivational like, yeller. Yeah, like you're playing bad. I'm not <laughs> saying that. Like I'm getting keeping spirits up, trying to uh, at least. But I don't know with football because I'm always just I mean, they're sitting at a bar or uh-huh. sitting, you know, I'm not. Ever well, if you're yelling situation. at a TV, that's different yeah, that's, than if exactly. you're yelling at a, an eight year old. So I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> kind of different. Uh, what kind of a radio or radio, what kind of a football uncle supporter yeah uncle i'm gonna be so we'll find out i don't but know yeah i think you'll get pretty it. pretty into it 
I, yeah, I think so. I guess it's a good thing that I can't uh, get to too many games, so I guess we won't find out because all his games are or during on Saturdays and Sundays. The Sunday games I can get to, but at least not you the, get uh, to Saturday see this games. one. Yeah, and I can get to his practices and the stuff inaugural. too, which is cool. But mm. football so, season is back. So I want to thank uh, the Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority for being part That's of my right. birthday week, uh, because as as you may know, they have announced that all through the month of August, except on the days that they're closed, which are Mondays, Sundays, and Mondays, um, they are giving away mulch. Mm-hmm. So anyone who, and giving away. Like actually giving it away. Yeah, giving it away. You don't have to pay. So I went down to my my local, um, to the South Berkeley mm-hmm. Recycling Center, and I had my little recyclables, recyclables, and I took those out. And I had, I asked my husband, can you use, can I use the truck on Tuesday? Because he he just washed it like oh, like pretty recently, man. and and he knew what I was going to use it for. But anyway, you can get four scoops every day. Jeez. I only needed one. I got one scoop, and that was plenty. And I so still your whole had, truck bed was filled up. I I have not finished unloading it. I I sent Clint a picture of it, and I realized after I sent it that it was like a meme because I had put a tarp over it with the bungee cord, and by the time I took the picture, like behind me because I was sitting in a drive-thru. Tarp was gone. The tarp was there. It was just folded over. And it looked like I was trying to hold the hold hold the load down. <laughs> With a bungee cord. So that was the tarp around the bungee cord? Yes. How little of a tarp was that? It obviously was not. I thought the I thought scoop, that was the bungee cord. I thought I was going to get a, a smaller scoop. And I looked at my husband last night because he, he pulled in and he saw all this potential work I had for myself. And the and trail I, of mulch behind you. And, I, and I said to him, I said, um, this may be too mulch. Oh, my goodness. Well, at least you got your mulch. I did. I'm so excited. And I got my driver's license renewed and the line wasn't wasn't awful. There so. you go. Well, that's so a birthday miracle in itself. It really is. So I'm I'm having a splendid birthday. Well, good. So. Well, happy birthday from all Thank of you. us here at the uh, at WVRC Media in uh, Martinsburg. And I hope you're able to enjoy it today. Thank you. Absolutely. And if you missed any of the show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on the Paynado News Network Facebook and Spotify page. For Marsha, I'm Jordan. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs.